Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Diego Ronelas Tapia and I hope you're having a great goddamn day. So folks, today marks the last day I'll be talking about my book. But before I get into that, I just want to say Happy Father's Day. Hopefully all you fashas out there are being treated right by your children and significant other. Anyway, uh, I, just, I just wanted to make this episode more of a casual one. And share three things with you guys. First and foremost, I want to thank you for listening to each episode since I started this podcast back in January. <clears throat> Excuse me. Your support really, really, really means the world. Second, I wanted to quickly share my launch plan for my book. The Tamer Day will be out on next Sunday on the 27th of June. And I plan to repost a lot of content for the following two weeks. I'll repost the chapter readings, the discussions, to talk about my book trailer and the connection between a book and this book and my upcoming one, Void. That two-week launch plan will start on Monday, June 28th. Once those two weeks are off, I'm going to be introducing a new segment of my podcast that will be titled Stream of Consciousness. Super excited to share with you guys, that with you guys. Anywho, third, I wanted to focus on the 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 highlight the the focus of this episode is my experience with the podcast and just to give you uh guys a little a hint i mean the way i'm going to handle this podcast what i'm going to say right now is it's going it's a hint of what you should expect from the stream of consciousness it's, it's so just like i mentioned it's just it's a lot more casual and i do allow my my um my mind to stray all over the place when it came to the the conversations with my book you know i i treated it more like a an essay still I, there's there's certain points that i stick to that i will not allow myself to stray too far away whereas here i i allow myself to go to hey you know talk about more things if, if a thought pumps up at the moment boom let's, let's do it so that's that's the nature of it that's just you want i just want to put that out there Okay, so let's talk about it. My experience with the podcast. If you stuck with me since the beginning, you'll remember from the first episode that I never planned to release a podcast. The initial plan was to release a blog talking about my book because, well, my strength is as a writer. Two reasons made me change that. One, my love with podcast, and two, to, to strengthen my speaking skills. When it comes to speeches... I kick ass because a speech is ultimately an essay I share out loud. There's a lot of planning involved in a speech, and I always have a mission in mind, that mission being to educate or inspire. Usually, I shoot for both. Speeches, they just come naturally to me. You know, you know, you, Because I'm quiet and reserved, you might think, you might expect me to be an anxious mess on the platform. Just I fucking freeze and can't, I can't even get up there. No, but... but I'm not. I don't know. I've just I've never been afraid to go on stage and I've never been afraid to take control. Perhaps this is my INFJ gene. Martin Luther King Jr. was an INFJ and well fuck he was known as one of the best public speeches out speakers out there. I mean fucking I have a dream. You can get goosebumps every time he says that he, he I hear that. Gosh, I just whenever whenever I end up making my own speech my inner MLK comes out and I end up wanting to inspire others to make a change. <laughs> you know, I remember I remember a speech I made about easing up on the laws on immigration in English class. I think I was a junior. Yeah, I was a junior in English class. That was a cool English class anyway. 
I got I ended up getting a standing ovation and I fuck I felt a fucking amazing. I felt on top of the world and I felt like I could do anything, take on anything. Now, when it comes to a normal conversation, it's a whole different story. There's many, many reasons for this issue. In my youth, the main problem when it came to having a casual conversation was my shyness and insecurity. I would always question what I should, what I should say, and whenever I finally worked up the courage to speak my mind, I would instantly regret it. Today, there's two issues at work that go hand in hand. The first is the time it takes to make the thoughts in my mind become coherent and clear words that come out of my mouth. That process of time between my brain and my mouth is run on an extremely slow connection. That means there's a lot of, a lot of audible ums and ahs that I utter in order to notify the person I'm speaking to that, hey, I'm fucking still thinking here, be patient with me. But lately, I've been practicing to stay silent rather than say ums and ahs. And that moment of silence be, can be quite a long time, maybe five or hell, even fucking 10 seconds. At first, I considered the slow process of communicating to be an issue. But now I've learned to accept this, you know, little by little, I've become comfortable with, with the realization that, hey, you know, I'm no Ben Shapiro, a fast talking, fast thinking son of a gun. And that's okay. I shouldn't try to speak like him. I also like, um, I'm thinking of, there's a lot of examples of like famous people out there who, who I mean, they're not the best conversationalists. They need a lot of time to think and they stay silent a lot. And uh, uh, one example is Greta Gerwig, who's a director, female director. She made Little Woman, which I love. And I've watched a few interviews with her and she does, she pauses a lot, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with me. Anyway, um, the second issue I have during a conversation with another person is how many tabs I have open in my mind during the talk. What I mean by this is during a conversation, you might mention, say, roller coasters, and that gets me thinking about three different things at the exact same time. One, a personal story of mine. Two, a statistic I read about roller coasters. And three, the thought of asking you if you'd like to go on an, an amusement park with me in the future. Not the best example. I fucking hate amusement parks. I will never go there. Never been to Six Flags. Anyway, <laughs> to add more clarity to the open tab analogy, if you've seen the podcast with Kanye West and Joe Rogan, you'll know that the mind of Kanye West is all over the place. If you ask him one question, he might answer the question, but he'll probably stray to 10 different topics, maybe even 20. Now, my mind is nowhere near as hectic as Kanye's. Kanye's, ah, whatever. But doing, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> but doing this podcast has made me realize that this issue of strain from topic to topic isn't one that's only present in the conversation. It's present in my writing, too. Hell, one of the first stories I wrote, well, one of the first serious stories that I intend to finish was Demented. And the story struggled immensely because it strayed from, to it strayed from topic to topic. The plot for Demented was strongly inspired by Christopher Nolan's film, The Memento. Demented deals with four characters. One is a white-collar worker who awakens in a motel covered in blood with the bodies of two dead people beside him and no memory on how it happened. His story is trying to figure out what happened while running away, staying one step ahead of the cops who were chasing him down. The second character is an outlaw who's been on a killing spree throughout the United States trying to 
find the man who killed someone dear to him. The third character is a seasoned and glorified detective with a dark secret that connects with the other two men. And the last character is the partner of the seasoned detective, who, an honest Japanese woman who's trying to get to the bottom of it all. I came up with the story way back in my senior year. Yeah, it was my senior year of high school. And I wrote about 15 or 20 pages and then stopped. Recently, I picked it up and read what I wrote, and I discovered it was just, it was a clusterfuck of a mess. See, I started writing Demented through the perspective of the white-collar worker awakening in the motel, and the first two pages were fine. You know, he was trying to figure out what happened to him, and this leads him to thinking about his past and what he can remember. He thinks about his depressing job at a bank. He bitches and moans about all the lifeless, lifeless co-workers he's stuck with, and this ends up making him think about why he ended up this up in this dead-end job in the first place so far <clears throat> this process of going from one thought to the other is fine because this is exactly this is just how the character is he's an extremely extremely cynical man who's stuck in the past and always bitches and complains never doing anything to truly make himself happier he's kind of like an older holden caulfield from the catcher in the rye nevertheless this process of writing went too far. You know, this from th this process of jumping from topic to topic and topic, thinking about his past, it, it went too far. Why? Because I ended up talking about the man's dad, and then I ended up talking about his dad, and then I talked about his dad's dad. You know, I just I ended up opening subplot after subplot after subplot that I just I lost focus on the story and it became impossible to bring it back to the main point which was the white collar worker trying to figure out how he ended up in that hotel motel it's crazy and unnecessarily complicated right i know i know it was only when i reread my writing that i realized my issue with talking and straying from two other topics wasn't just limited to talking it was it affected my writing too it's just it's how my mind works i i just have to figure out how to keep the, these thoughts organized. In writing, this has improved immensely. I'm able to catch myself stray from the main point. And when, when I do that, I ask myself, is this necessary? If the answer is no, I delete what I, what I wrote and I start anew. But if the answer is yes, then I continue writing and figure out a creative and organic way to bring it back to the main point. Talking still a fucking bitch though. It's, it's tougher to keep my thoughts organized. I'm trying to jot down notes as I listen to someone speak, but I've realized this has its own issue because I'm focusing too much on what has been said and I am missing out on what is being said. You know, it's just, I'm, I'm figuring out, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm getting a little bit better. Plus I'm having like these weekly chats with my buddy, childhood friend of mine, who, who's a better conversationalist than I am. And it helps, it helps talking to him. Anywho, what this what another thing that helps obviously is this fucking this podcast and doing this podcast has also helped me get to know my characters better my from my book you know if i'm being honest i never intended to write a sequel for it's the same Dame until i did this podcast as i analyzed my work the world i created and the characters i met i knew this story was one worthy of being fully explored in a proper size book Nevertheless, I'm wondering how I intend to handle the podcast once I start talking about my next book, Void. What I'm debating is if I should start talking about the characters as I'm still in the process of writing it, or maybe sh should I wait until I have the finished copy of the book? I'm not sure, but again, I'll figure it out.
Anyway, final words, you guys. I've talked about my experience with the podcast, and I've shared just how much good it's brought me. But I also want to ask, how are you doing? I'm thinking about the Pixar film Soul and its take on finding purpose in this great game we call life. And the film's final message on living life in the moment and relishing every second of it. And, well, I've been thinking a lot about recently, a lot about it recently, about the importance of doing both. Finding your purpose, but also never losing sight of what's in front of you. What can that be? Well, it can be simple, like enjoying a beautiful sunset. Or it can be more serious, like reconnecting with friends you've been neglecting because of your single goal on your purpose. I truly believe we all have a purpose in this life. Now, this doesn't have to be something artistic like Joe's purpose in the film. You don't have to be a pianist or a writer or an actor. A purpose can be anything. Take, for instance, being a father or a mother. For the next two decades, your purpose will be to raise children that will grow up to be strong and independent adults. But once the chicks have leave, leave the nests, you know, what then? Your purpose is gone and it's time to find a new one. It's time to open a new door. Maybe that door will lead you to travel the world, or maybe it'll get you taking up that dance class you've been never had the time to, to, to try, or maybe you'll start your own restaurant. Who knows? But it's important to find a new purpose, to find a new door. And it's equally important to never neglect what's in front of you, your family, your friends, the beauty a day can grant you. Life is all about balance. The mastery of this allows for the mastery of one's soul.